How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. My name is Emily and I'm here with Sammy. And I want to know, hey, girl bosses, I hope you're having a fierce start to Q1. (laughs) How are we doing? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm feeling... That wasn't a trick question. (laughs) You look like... Well, I, I got was just you thinking there. about I was just thinking about Q1 when you said that and how this is a very Q1 movie. This is a very like take no prisoners, meet those sales goals. Like, you know, it might be the slowest quarter, but just keep hustling and if you dream it, you can achieve it. Yeah. Live your whole life like you're closing Q4, even if you're mm-hmm. in Q1. Mhm. Yeah. You know, there's no time to spare seize the moment yeah how are you other otherwise um I would say slowly going around the twist in the sense that I haven't seen the sun in god feels like about six weeks so I'm really crazier than ever you um I'm all right probably because of Britney Spears I'm currently trying to learn the um, Britney Spears dance, the breakdown in Slave for You. Mm. So it's really I've been there many times. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's 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 a really healing and fun little ten count or whatever. <laughs> I know, and I just shovel my car out for an hour today, and I listened to Britney Spears the whole time. I I felt joyous. I know. I've been. I'm like almost done her book. I only have a couple chapters left, but I've just been scared to finish it because when it's done, it means it's over. And it wasn't what I hoped it would be because I really want like a retrospective of all of her work and what went into every song and every video. And like, this is more like I was fucking set up and I was never as crazy as they said I was. And and she's very angry and she has every right to be. But she like completely dismisses like half of her albums as like just crap. 
And I'm like, no, Brittany, like they're actually some of your best. But I guess her emotional response to what was going on around them, what was happening around that time has just completely like crossed them off her list. Did she dismiss the earlier albums or the ones when she was in the conservatorship? In the conservatorship. But I mean, it's not really connected to any of her work. Like she, she loves, she's like the best moment of my entire career. The most fun I've ever had was shooting the baby one more time music video, like literally her first song. So it seemed like it got dark pretty fucking quick after that. And, uh, she talks about a few, she's really proud of blackout and, you know, she likes work, bitch. (laughs) She's like, that was kind of the best song from those years, but it's like, I love the Femme Fatale album. Like, I I think that is such a fun, like, clubbing. Like, it's clearly written by, like, an army of, like, toxic gays, (laughs) which I love. Like, I couldn't love that anymore. Um, Ideal. It's so fun and horny and crazy and dancey. And I just love it front to back. So it was hard to hear her not spare one single word for that album, as well as not a word for circus either. And that's actually, I I haven't read her book yet, but that's why it's challenging for me to listen to anything beyond Blackout because that's post-conservatorship albums and I'm always hesitant about what she was forced to sing and what she was actually into. So that affirms my intuition a little bit. That said, I still also love Femme Fatale, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it's all pretty good. I would say, I think she's only started to fall off like, a post like 26 like I wasn't really into glory or um god what was her latest album the one with slumber party on it uh like there's like a few decent songs but I'm just like I don't know and Wait, then there's rumors that it's not loved, even her singing I know I love Tanache. yeah that makes sense <laughs> no and I was like well so slumber party's good I also like perfume um I'm trying to think of it right now so I could sing it to you, but I'll I'll refrain since this is for main feed. This is for main. This is you're bringing Patreon energy to the main feed. Yeah, let me and, just cut myself we, off real quick. Yeah, I can't get out of my head this tweet that I saw where it was Anne Hathaway just smoking a cig, and someone was like, "She flew the mother plane into the World Serve Center in the Pentagon," <laughs> and I'm like, "That is." this podcast honestly <laughs> she's just smoking a cig that's it <laughs> and they're like yes yes uh, mama yeah um as for me i am on day three of a three-day tequila hangover i think the last time i got this drunk was maybe when i met you and <laughs> like what 10 plus years ago 10 plus I wouldn't go that far I mean it's been a long few years but <laughs> how long we, we met in like 2014 or 2015 uh oh. math, math <laughs> says we're going on is, like yeah like eight that is 10 <laughs> no 2014 is 10 years ago no did we actually mean 2014 I'm oh not God. I'm not a math expert I reiterate that every episode <laughs> but I can do that equation <laughs> i can't believe it's been that long yeah but yeah oliver's family came over and they love to party and i forgot about my habit of 
if I if you refill my drink, I just won't notice. Mm. If you ask me if I want another drink, I'll say no. But if you just refill it for me and I'm chatting, I will. You would fill it with water, juice, honestly cyanide. I just won't notice. I'll just keep sipping all night mm-hmm. and not question that why it's magically refilling itself. Mm. But yeah, three days, three day hangover. Well, That's rough. Well, I mean, yeah, three days of tender emotions i slept the next day until two we had a we had a dance party until two in the morning so fun that is fun i'm glad you slayed your hostess game yeah all the men went to sleep passed out on the couch and (laughs) we just left them to rot and dance the night away so very fun lots of lots of fun um the theme of of my week is just dancing queen that's how i'm getting through these dark winter days yeah dancing the night away i think that is the best medicine as well for the dark winter days is try to dance dance just for you dance like no one's watching as much as you can well that's what the whole slave for you breakdown is gonna be no one's gonna ever see that just for you (laughs) it's well that's see you say that but i have also seen clips that you've posted of your dancing didn't you send a clip to someone what was that clip <laughs> oh i maybe posted maybe posted and, but, like me. didn't you send it to like the writer of the song or who did you send it to that was like love this slay repost i was bold when i was younger i don't know what i was thinking. that was like three years ago i feel but <laughs> anyway me dancing to someone's <laughs> you were dancing and you sent it to someone i forget who it was but it was like an influencer who right who like posts about like dancing to be free or it was someone notable and you were happy you got a repost of your dance and you don't remember this isn't ringing a bell you can't fill in no. the blanks for me my, <laughs> okay okay my quests for attention are never-ending <laughs> That's where they I'm just really go to hustling. they just go to the blackout memory zone after. It's like, That's where I'm really acting like we're in the closing days of Q4s when I'm <laughs> hustling for attention. So that sounds like something I would do, but okay. Hey. Okay, so yeah. you have no memory of it. That's okay. Um I think vaguely, yes, but uh well, whatever. I want to stay in your good books. I'm glad we made up after our fight last night. Did we? Oh, are we still on thin ice <laughs> no you're on thin ice for making me watch this movie <laughs> i knew that it would anger you but i felt that it was important that you watch it so you could be part of the zeitgeist that you're always talking about <laughs> like, at the same time um yeah. I love that you knew that it would upset me did you know that because <laughs> i don't like it. movies about fancy british people I knew you would hate every single part of it. The grossness. I did. I did. I really did. The class examination, and if you can call it that. I Yeah, I knew you would hate it. And there was no way you would watch it if I didn't put a gun to your head. But I... Listen, everyone's talking about it. And we're going to weigh the fuck in. (laughs) Is everyone talking about it? Or is it just a bunch of Gen Zs who are like, we went because Jacob Elordi's hot. And actually that movie's super weird. Is that what it is? Because is that the buzz? Um, I can't express what the buzz is, but well, I'm gonna try to put it into words later when I when I share with you some letterboxed reviews that really made me laugh. Okay, I need. I feel like we need to clarify for the listeners. I don't think we actually had a fight last night, but you unprovoked, you unprovoked told me that my I send you boomer memes. 
Okay, okay. It all started when I posted this the Dance Moms remix lip sync, and I was like, "Listen, my friends did not react to this. I sent it separately to like five people, and I got not one heart, not one laugh react. And I was like, okay, no one appreciated this, but I thought it was amazing. So I'll post it to you guys. And you were like, oh, nobody appreciated it. And I was like, well, you didn't react. And you're like, you never react to my memes. So maybe I'm just following your lead. And I was like, well, some of the memes you send are a little boomerish <laughs> or just old, like just have been around for a long time. And I've seen them so many times that I'm like, I'm, I can't like dredge up like an LOL again for this. Like I saw it like three weeks ago, you know, I get, a, I get an LOL from you from maybe every one in every 200 things i said no you. So no i just i, I, I like started following i mm, mm, <laughs> i started following your lead because i was like oh maybe it's weird that i react to yours and i'm like ha 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 no that you pick like excellent. you also pick one out of however many to react to in mind that you like and you if you don't like some of them that's fine as i said i am fearlessly sending shit posts to people who barely know me don't have never reacted don't want to see them i still send them because it's still nice to tell someone hey I saw this shit post and I thought of you and I mm-hmm. and I love that people think of me and send me them but I can't I can't dredge up a reaction every time <laughs> I love my fans but sometimes they really crowd my space a little bit um but I yeah. like, you, like you sent me a video of a camel getting in someone's house and I'm like I just wonder what led you to send me that I don't like camels but I did learn from that video that they look exactly like moose and I'm like, okay, Pangea. Like, I never connected those two until I saw them up close. This camel looks just like a moose. I I tried to share that to my stories, but the, it wasn't shareable because <laughs> a camel had broken into someone's house and was eating food out of their pantry. It was their were, camel. Yeah, I know, but they didn't want it in their house. And they were just trying to <laughs> yeah, gently corral it out of their kitchen. That is silly of the camel is, to go in there, but... This peak comedy. <laughs> you were just over there laughing, LOLing, LOFLing, as Angie would say from Salt Lake City. <laughs> L- I, had to, I, had to, I had to think about that when I saw Angie. <laughs> too. I was like, like, like rolling I was like, on the floor, laughing on the floor, laughing. <laughs> laughing our fucking <laughs> out, laughing out fucking loud or something. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> she made that one up. She's a trendsetter. No, like she actually is. Like yeah. when they saw her crazy glasses, they like went home, smashed all their regular glasses and were like, we need to turn it the fuck up. Every yeah. single pair of sunglasses we have must be zanier than the last. Everyone is trying to get their hands on some big sunglasses and a hot gay husband. Yes. Yeah. Because that's a sleigh. And he dresses like he's in Peaky Blinders too. Like he's he's yeah. always got like the little newsboy cap and like a vest like a woolen vest or something i don't know he dresses like a little bit odd like out of a different time but he mm-hmm. is hot um but Which, i wanted oh oh uh, what oh well i just wanted to <laughs> say there's nothing really that that important but if anyone is listening and they've heard all the hype about the salt lake city finale and are like haven't watched or like where do I start I think it's safe to say that you can watch just this season uh yeah yeah it's contained I'm just giving advice I I don't think they've had a flop season I I don't get why everyone doesn't think that like I don't get why they're not getting the respect they deserve but whatever you can go back to the beginning if you want but I'm just saying for people that just want to be caught up on what's going on you can watch only this season to start with and then it's up to you where you go from there 
But yeah, sometimes it's your life. It's your journey. Sometimes you need to watch multiple seasons to understand the context. But this, no. Well, see, I disagree. I mean, I think you really need to get to know characters like Lisa, like Whitney, um, and really just sink into them as people. But I really want to talk to you about Summer's House, Summer House Martha's Vineyard, which I cannot say without saying Summer House. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't say Martha's Vineyard along with Summer House, but here I am trying my best. SHMV. Uh, <laughs> You finally watched? You finally watched it? I finally watched it. Yes. I've been making the hard sell to everyone. No one's been picking up what I've been putting down, but I don't care. I know. That's where I was like, I'm not going to. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let another like pseudo racist, low rating, like excuse of, it's just crazy. Like everyone's always saying, watch Potomac, watch Potomac, watch Potomac. And it still was like languishing in the ratings of Bravo for a long time. And I think Summer House had really low ratings too. And I don't see why other than racism other than why that it's not getting the same like push on social media promotion whatever i think but objectively it's the most attractive cast of any far. bravo show and by i guess far. i guess that makes sense since half of them were former playboy models but it's like <laughs> well one of them every- is a playboy model and the rest of them yeah. worked at the playboy club okay but they're they did that some sort it's of- the same as being a bartender but it's like yeah hot- but hot bar. I know they're hot. It's the hottest cast. I completely agree with you. I'm just saying they're not all Playboy models. That's and so yeah. I've, that's why I've been making a sell. I'm like just purely from an aesthetic point of view, everyone is gorgeous. The drama is so genuine and not contrived. Which for a new show, it's really hard to balance that with with a new cast. Often they come out of the gate just trying too hard because they're trying to make it a thing. But they're just all genuinely very dramatic. But yeah, and levels. it's low stakes. It's low stakes stuff. Like nobody is involved with the yeah. FBI. Like there's no um people like severe addiction ruining anyone's life. Like none of the dark, dark storylines that we see in yeah. other shows like this. The um, darkest it gets is a married couple that has a toxic dynamic, but it's not mm-hmm. even toxic like in the sense of like call the police. It's just like, wow, they suck. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this is they're going to watch this back and be like, damn, we should probably get divorced. But yeah, that exactly. That's the highest stakes the drama gets. Well, except for this stalking thing. But I wanted to just like give a couple minutes to like talk about some breakout stars. Um, Jordan, first of all, who we saw in Winterhouse. Your gorgeous girl. I mean, it's just crazy to be so beautiful that every single interaction in your life every human interaction you have is completely colored by that. Like she's yeah. literally so gorgeous that when men meet her, they just like lean in for a kiss. Like they're crazy. Like they're possessed. And normally <laughs> so I don't know. And normally a woman crying about that being like, Oh my God, I'm so beautiful. Everyone pays me way too much attention. I'd be like, Oh my God, give me a freaking break but with her. It's true. It's a real issue. Every man gets immediately hypnotized by her and it turns into like the, She's like the snake from the jungle book, but unintentionally and just lures them yeah. in and 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 is like, hey, can anyone just listen to the words I'm saying or focus on my personality um, and not yeah. objectify me? They can't. They're honestly like pe- people just start making weird comments about her body, how good she looks. They all are sexually attracted to her and they can't help but like have sexual innuendos slip into what they say. It's so uncomfortable. It's like she's just trying to like 
make a sandwich in the morning and yeah that was crazy but also Shanice like she was not in it nearly enough for the drama that she was bringing because when I looked up her scandal with the actor from Insecure accusing her of stalking and filing police charges and they had her texts online I was fucking screaming I could not this was this was another case where normally okay so normally I hear like uh, a woman being like oh there's really uh I've got a bad reputation and there's a lot of stuff out there, but it's just my ex being awful to me. Normally I'm like, always believe the woman. But in this case, I was like, I feel like you are actually crazy. And then I looked up and like, <laughs> yes, yes, you are actually. Oh yep. my God. When I saw 47 texts that were just like, unblock me, unblock me, unblock me. It's like, oh my God, this is incredible. Kristen Doty's spirit lives on. Like, and mm-hmm. she, um, <laughs> when they like brought it to her, they were like, I heard you were, you've you've got um you know legal charges against you for stalking and she was like okay like that was a year ago like I was it happened when I was 28 and now I'm 29 and like move on (laughs) Austin heard that from the other room started laughing like (laughs) we like this girl is serving nothing but gold like and yet she's only here to film on the weekends because she has to go to her medical sales job during the week like someone give this girl the freedom the financial freedom that she needs to serve us by being a full-time cast member if we haven't sold you already like there's people that were living in their car maybe a year or two ago and are now trying to act like martha stewart and also the 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 bravo shows that rely entirely on the cast getting sloppy drunk i don't like that in every show i don't i i I like there to be drama outside of that but there's sober pretentious yoga dudes on the show there's people who don't drink at all there's 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 mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. yeah it's all like creative types like cool new york like up-and-coming artists and actors and like just the gorgeousness is out of off the charts yeah it was and i'm so glad you wanted to talk about that because anything but this movie <laughs> that we're gonna cover today <laughs> Should we just well, rip off the Band-Aid? Yeah, let's get Should into it. Put some salt in that burn. <laughs> I like how you said that so shy. <laughs> I thought it was Because it was horrible. No, <laughs> no, that no was... I liked it. Okay. I liked it. You're doing a great job. Um, thank, thank and you. you're so beautiful. <laughs> you know what? I think that we have moved past our, our, our troubles. All it takes is one compliment. <laughs> This is the the advantage of having such a a thirsty friend. Um, But the real reason that I wanted to watch this is because I feel like thematically it's just too similar to the Salt Lake City finale. Like, and it needed to be like, you just needed to get that reference point. I feel. Do you you think? Is it because they both had salt in the title? No. And you know what? I didn't even (laughs) pick that up. But it's because of the scheming. And... I did. I did see the Monica. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I'm just fucking with you. Yes, I did see it. Yeah. So it's a very controversial film. It's getting ripped apart by some critics, loved by others. It's definitely something people are talking about because there's several disgusting scenes in it. Um. And yeah, it's it's people are asking like, is it okay to make a movie in 2024, 23, whatever this came out? Um, that's about class and the ultra wealthy and not actually have a message 
like Mm -hmm. not have a pov on it's not really critiquing it's not really critiquing uh the upper classes it's not really eat the rich it's just like hey i want to be rich yeah and it's like i mean there is like some literal eat the rich stuff going on but if Mm -hmm. it's arguable as to whether we're supposed to side with the fucked up rich people or the fucked up little freak who's not like i i don't know who it's just kind of art for art's sake i guess you could say like it's just a story a parable a tale (laughs) it is a parable and on that note we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back (laughs) okay we're back so yes it is a parable um yeah my my dad was an Oxford boy who attended a f- on a full ride scholarship, um, oh. but he wasn't a little weirdo. He just did chemistry and then left. Nothing, nothing too crazy <laughs> that you but, know about. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not saying anything like this, but I'm sure some crazy stuff went down at Oxford back in the day. I actually think not because according to him, well, in his own words, he had crippling social anxiety at the time and there was... A ratio of I think ninety to one men to women. Oh, so he didn't talk to us in the day. (laughs) Oh yeah, way back. Yeah, my dad's old as fuck. Yeah, this was way back in the day, and so yeah, it was like, and he was a did chemistry, so it was like, and he didn't talk to a single woman that whole time, (laughs) and just yeah, his main memories of it were that I don't know if they still do it this way, but. They didn't do any exams for the whole three years. And if you chose chemistry, if, whatever you chose for your major, that was what you did only. No other classes. And then the only exams were three days at the end of the three years. And he said he had nightmares about it for like 20 years after. I bet. And, Damn, and pressure's you do, on. And you do still have to do this, I found out. You have to wear a fancy little Harry Potter outfit with little shoes with a silver buckle and, and robes and a little hat to write your exams oh okay Um, so that's i think the extent of the weirdness and and that is weird and like yeah i mean there's a lot of of course i don't understand where they're like what college are you at i'm at your college i'm like is that like a dorm like i don't it's yeah i know that it's just like i mean i don't know (laughs) i mean for any listeners my dad was a new college man um but i think it's just like that's it's like a campus okay actually now i'm gonna butcher it it's like a more glorified dorm but it's also your college okay sure like it's it's like a dorm but it's also tied to academics well but but then they're snooty they're snooty about everything so they're judgmental about which college you go to even though you've reached the upper echelon of oxford it's still like oh but what college do you go to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, because in the movie they kept saying what college are you at, and he kept saying yours, like back to the like Richie Riches, and they would be like, oh, really? Um, yeah. So clearly there was something to it, but I've I've only found out like this year that like a bunch of the stuff I thought was magical in Harry Potter is just British, like obviously the houses thing, <laughs> um, but then there was like a sport. There's a sport that's just like Quidditch, exactly the same, but not on rooms or <laughs> something like that. I swear. Um, but I'm forgetting what it is now. But there's a keeper and there's like whatever else. I did We're- I did go and visit Oxford and it is like 70% of the magic of Harry Potter is just the setting of the college. Like it just looked like Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm in it. 
Like it's very, it's a very beautiful, it's thousands of years old. Um, I think, yes. It is? Thousands. Okay, yes. I just looked it up. Yes, it is about 1,112 years old, Oxford. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I could see a thousand. A thousand and change. Okay. (laughs) But still. It's old. It's old. I get it. It was not like. How old is. Jesus went there. (laughs) But basically, I don't know. A thousand more years and yeah, he could have attended. I don't know. Lots of kings and queens. No doubt. mm -hmm. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, there's some uh, magical vibes and weird-ass vibes going on. And that's what this movie features. And that's what we're going to discuss today. So, do you want to kick it off, Sammy? Yeah, sure. I mean, it starts off, we see this middle-class guy not fitting in at Oxford with all the old money people. They're making fun of him, especially Farley, who is the only black character in the main cast and he just like torments Oliver kind of from the start like he's like the first guy we see like chirping him on his scarf and his dorky outfit and his tux and whatever else and so he so Oliver doesn't have any friends at first and only like the weirdest guy in school will sit with him and he calls him like he's like oh are you another like Norman no friends or something (laughs) oh he got him there but (laughs) Oliver doesn't want to hang out with someone who's as, like, obviously off-putting as he is. He's not trying to go for that, like, really repellent energy in his group. He's trying to trade up to a cooler group. And so mm-hmm. he spends a lot of time watching watching the the Richie Rich, the hot, popular kid group. And just, Felix. like, Felix and his cronies okay. and just, like, Jacob Elordi. Mm-hmm. Which the camera just loves Jacob Elordi. It's just zooming in on his ears and his hair. I did actually get the Jacob Elordi allure. I think I've I've heard about people thirsting over him. And I, I've gotten it in an abstract sense. But this, I was like, okay, I actually fully get it now. <laughs> That's funny. It's hot. I've heard about people thirsting over him. <laughs> I no, I'm sorry. Have. I'm not trying to be like... <laughs> pick me i just didn't i was like okay he's he's i don't know he looks like a football player but something about seeing him at, at oxford and i was like <laughs> he does I was like okay like a football player oh like well, or he, like he plays like a high school football player yeah i mean he yeah, did I mean, in he's euphoria tall. so seeing him as an american right. football player just it just you know just killed my boner for him but then seeing him in a different context not as an american football player i was like okay he's a good looking guy that's for sure i don't know where he would be if he wasn't 6'5". Mm, I have some questions Nowhere. about that. Nowhere. Nowhere fast. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but I don't I don't know. I think it does a lot of heavy lifting for him, but he seems like a sweet guy, and he's he's a good actor. He does a good job in this movie. He's fine. Um, he's absolutely fine. But if you mm-hmm. are 6'5", and a, and a white man, it just rounds you up to, you're invincible. Yes. I yeah. mean, I'm watching Southern Charm, and Austin Kroll is 6'4", and the man talks constantly like he has a frog in his throat he's going nowhere fast and everyone just just carrying him along in life just because he's tall i've seen it happen even to regular people they just get chance after chance after chance if you're a semi-good looking tall white guy they're like well we still want we still want you in this role in this like outward facing 
client-centric role or whatever, even if you are an absolute idiot and have failed out of this training program four, five, yeah. six, seven times. <laughs> yeah. With every man like that, you have to play the game. Is he is he intelligent, attractive, interesting, funny, or is he tall? Mm. You got to ask yourself that because sometimes the answer is the former and sometimes it's the latter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, By the way, we- side note, Felix, the guy, the no, not Felix, Oliver, the main character is also an actor in Chernobyl. The only other, the only drama that I've enjoyed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I don't remember him. Who does he play in Chernobyl? He plays a kid who is recruited for the cleanup efforts and he has to Oh, okay. Yeah, he has to like, he's on animal duty where they have to go kill all the animals. Oh, damn. Well, this guy, I believe it's pronounced Barry Keoghan? Keoghan? I don't know, he's Irish. you're butchering this. There's, I was just about to say, there's some Irish listeners yelling through their headphones right now at us. Keegan? Kian? Kian. (laughs) I'm I'm literally Googling this and reading what they've written. (laughs) Move past it. It's all different. Um, Okay. (laughs) So that guy is a great actor and he's always playing some little fucking freak. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, including um, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is, if you liked this movie, a great other psycho freak movie to watch afterward. Like, I've seen a lot of freaky, weird movies in my life. And this is like a maybe a three or four out of 10 on the freak scale. so it really didn't phase me, but I can see how it has sent some people to hell. And there's people who are most disturbed about like the runny eggs being in the movie. So like you just never know with an audience perception where they're going to go. But I saw people most tra- horrified about drinking the jizz bath water. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Relax. Of okay? all the fluids, you would be. It's <laughs> a little jizz bath water. It's really watered down. Grow it's fine. Girl. <laughs> Get real. <laughs> the thought of drinking someone's bathwater is absolutely repugnant to me. Like the amount, they would be like hair and like, dirt. okay, I can't. I can't. I will actually throw up. But let's take it back to the beginning here. Um, so. Let's take it from the top 32 minutes. In. <laughs> do you guys hate us? Sorry. <laughs> or do you like Sorry. us? Sorry. Sorry. So, well. Uh, Oliver, as we said, he's like trying to trade up. So he passes Felix. Oh, there's still gonna be spoilers in this, by the way. <laughs> Just like you guys <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you don't want to see it. So just get over it. Yeah. Um once again, get over it. Get over yourself. Okay, moving <laughs> along. So one day, good old Oliver's biking along and he sees Felix sad with a flat tire bike on the side of the road. And he's like, Oh my gosh, like good thing I came along and I have a bike actually that you can borrow and take it to your class. I'm not even doing anything important right now. And how about I walk your broken bike back to your dorm and just like put it in the bike locker and you can get it later. And Felix is like, Oh my God, you're so kind. I love you. And kisses his helmet. I'm crying at your impersonation of them as these girly 
<laughs> teenage. Oh my god, thank you. It is. They are. They are. It's giving very teenage girl their whole little thing that they have. Okay. And J- Jacob Alordi loves to give. He's like, he's like, will I? Am I gonna kiss this guy? I don't know. I like to put yeah. my face really close to his face though, and kiss his cheeks and kiss his forehead and stuff like that. But never yeah, to touch. the whole. The whole movie, it's like, is he gay or does he just acknowledge that everyone in the world finds him attractive? And he just likes to bask in that. And it, it that is the answer. There, he is not gay. A lot of the letterbox reviews were like, disappointingly, not gay. <laughs> so just <laughs> there's a spoiler that maybe will spare your feelings. <laughs> the, the Gaylor community and Saltburn <laughs> watchers alike this week. In shambles right now. <laughs> disappointingly, not gay. Moving along. <laughs> oh god let's not touch that yeah let's not let's not touch that no let's go back there no no that's like being like should we get high one last time (laughs) (laughs) hope it doesn't kill us um (laughs) anyhow little is good a lot is better anyway moving (laughs) along so so then all everyone is an elitist oh yeah everyone's an elitist snob but felix is not felix is a rich guy and he's popular but he's a real one (laughs) yeah he's not a monster he's like calls him over to his table when he's in the pub and felix or sorry what's his name oliver oliver ditches his weird friend so quick (laughs) he's like oh is that your friend he's like no my friend left (laughs) while making eye contact with his friend across the room (laughs) yeah the lonely uh, the, the the lonely spectrum mathematician is quickly out of the picture (laughs) in lieu of his popular friends Mm -hmm. so they go to him and get him to pay for the next round of drinks it's his turn which damn these must be some wealthy students because the way that they casually said like oh yeah you're you're next to pay for the round and it was was like 15 people there um Mm -hmm. The director attended Oxford, so I'm, I think this is all pretty accurate to how many people who attend are, as I think it is with any kind of Ivy League type of type yeah. of situation. But Oliver can't. He is poor, and Felix sees that, and he comes over and says, "Like, babe, I got it." Yeah. Now I'm like, now I'm seeing it. Like, you dropped yeah. a couple hundred dollar bills, so like I picked it up and brought it over to you. I I thought about stealing it, but I won't. And he was like, "Oh my god, I'll I'll pay you back tomorrow." And he's like, "No, what are you talking about?" And so their flirtation continues, and um, yeah, we find out Farley is Felix's cousin. So Felix has an aunt who is Farley's mom, who ran away to America and married a lunatic who pissed all their money away, and eventually they had to cut her off. But Felix's dad, his uncle, ended up paying for all of Farley's education, um, kind of as like a sorry. So Mm -hmm. important backstory there. But quickly, the party's over because Oliver finds out some tragic news. Yep. He's like, first he had said, I have no siblings. My parents have mental health problems, addiction problems. My dad was a drug dealer. Like, I came from like a rough background and... Felix is just like, wow, like you're an inspiration. But um, his he gets a call from his mom and then we see him go over to Felix who's crying. And he says, 
my dad died. He got really drunk and cracked his head open. He's like, oh yeah. my God, that's so sad. But Felix, always the hero, offers to take him under his wing and bring him back to his palatial mansion home in, in Saltburn. Mm-hmm. And, and that he does. It's a fancy mansion. And the whole movie, they juxtapose this very Versailles palatial quality with jarring elements like they're watching super bad oh my god crazy (laughs) the the mom when they when he first enters into the home oliver he's bringing over a guest she looks him into the eye in the eyes and says that he has beautiful eyes and she says that she's so relieved because she says i have a complete and utter horror of ugliness and that reminded me of you sammy (laughs) because of that astrology reading well you're also just offended by like certain aesthetic choices not necessarily like the things that people are born with like you're not gonna really rip on that but just certain like more just environments and overall aesthetics you get really it is it is a horror i would say yeah (laughs) I have a complete utter horror of ugliness. Like, that is... Yeah, I know. I do concur. I mean, it's not, like, nice to look in the mirror and see Elspeth, but, like, (laughs) she's part of me, I guess. Um, She obviously, like, she steals the show, I feel like. Rosamund Pike as Elspeth, she eats it up. Left no crumbs. (laughs) Yeah. You got a little bit of Elspeth in you. I'm like, who am I in this? Maybe... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe Sir James? (laughs) Sir... the, The creepy butler? no way he's not a sir the man the man of the house he seems like a nice guy he likes fancy dress parties the demented he's not demented well he's really out of it okay but well (laughs) oh i was gonna say more like the creepy butler because he likes to just creep up on people and just stare them down and then they keep turning around i do like to do that yeah they have black tie dinners every night in that home, but luckily Felix has it all covered. He anticipated that perhaps Oliver would not have a suit, so he has a, not a suit, a tuxedo, right? Because that's black tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a dinner jacket, I think he calls it, and with cufflinks. And yes. yeah, he's like, He's like, I, you know, it's like, it's so embarrassing. Like, you know, it's pretty formal here, but he's also like kind of bragging and he does like a tour of the place. And (laughs) when he says like, I accidentally fingered my cousin here next to like Henry the seventh's cabinet or whatever. (laughs) Like this movie definitely touches on the like low key, like cousin fucking vibes of the like British aristocracy. I feel there's a lot of weird vibes between him and his sister. Like when she's like sitting on his lap and they're doing karaoke and like when him and his cousin and sister lie naked in the field and they're like, no clothes allowed in the field. I was like, why? Yeah, it's why? a bit, yeah, it's a bit cruel intentions inbred British version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see the puppets. They have like a little puppet rendition of their family and all their names are on the puppets and in this like little like gold thing it's very creepy they're eccentric they're so eccentric yeah the creepy butler creeps up on oliver as he is wont to do 
And but that's not the only creep in town because Oliver hears a little a little noise down the hallway and peeps through the door and watches Felix having a moment to himself in the bathtub. He's jerking it and <laughs> Oliver's watching. <laughs> He's been watching. Like this is like the 10th time we've seen him like creeping outside the door while Felix is like having sex with a girl or like doing whatever. He's just always like out there breathing. So they're not shying away from letting the audience know like this guy is a fucking creep. He's a stalker. He's a pervert. Like he's a peeping Tom at the very least. Yeah. Um, and we start to quickly realize Oliver is not as innocent as we thought. He is lurking around. He's talking to Elizabeth, uh, the mom, and sowing seeds of doubt about Venetia, the daughter, saying that her stories are inconsistent, basically being like crazy women. Am I right? Well, he says that about Pamela, her friend, oh, sorry, but they Pamela. do to also, they do talk shit about Venetia together and Elspeth is so toxic. Like her shit talking is like absolutely like pearl clutchingly awful and she nails it because she's so casual with it. Like she's almost just like, oh, like poor dear. Like she's always getting up to something and now she's just hiding out from this Russian billionaire malignantly ugly and like. She talks yeah. about her daughter, calls her daughter a born masochist who, like, why can't she get over her bulimia, like, grow up? Like, she's telling this to a stranger. Yeah, someone who just arrived. But I think, I think that it's safe to say that most people who are living the palatial lifestyle have some freaky stuff going on. I don't yeah. think you're fully right. No. No, and they definitely do talk shit on this level. Why wouldn't yeah. you? I mean, your life's so boring. You only have other people's drama to like dredge up and like gossip about, and it looks I fun, kind of. I love to gossip. I'm <laughs> I mean, like, I'm it's no another another chance to glance in the mirror for us. But um, yeah, no, Pamela is played by Carrie Mulligan. She pops in there for the little cameos. I think she's credited as poor dear Pamela. <laughs> poor like, dear Pamela. Staying yeah. with us for a bit while she tries to get on her feet. Yeah. And she's but, rather dull, but yeah. But what? Oliver is ready to run through this family. So <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, at nightfall, he sees Venetia, Felix's sister, um, waiting in a see through dress under his window. And she, he tells her that. She's going to eat tomorrow. Uh, I know. He's eating he's disorder giving. warrior. <laughs> he's like, you're going to eat tomorrow. Got it? Okay. And, and you're, you're going to stay at the, the table. table after and you're going to keep it down. Okay. You hear me? Yeah. He loves like psychologically doming people. And they all good. like, they all kind of love it. Like you, oh, yeah. you think like, oh, this person's not going to fuck him. But they do. They all do. <laughs> most, most I know. Of them do. Well, that's how you hear about like politicians and stuff. Is they all, that's that's what they're into. All the high-powered people of the world. All of them. I, I think politicians are into being, su like, they want to be the subs. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He's, he's doming he's all these rich folks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he is also a psychopath. Yeah. So I guess it aligns up. I don't know. He's like a sadist or whatever. Um, I'm just saying. He doms her, tells her to cure her eating disorder by he's going to force her to eat. And then... Goes down on her um, 
and calls it a day. Yeah. Yeah. We get the period scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, he, he like puts. Instead of just uh, washing off his face like a normal person, he goes into the bath with his bloody face. So it's it it is a quite visceral. This is why I'm like this movie drove me crazy. The devices to be a shock factor. I was like, okay, it's all vibes, and if you're into the vibe, then you will love this movie. I mean, I don't mind a movie that just like makes me scream and close my eyes and stuff. Like when I saw Felix tonguing down the drain in the bath, like, I have to say I did squeal. I was like. No! um yeah um when oliver is going down on venetia like he has a lot of weird lines about like eating and like oh you better eat and don't be bulimic or or how about i could just eat you and she's like it's my time of the month and he's like well lucky for you i'm a vampire (laughs) like okay that's a bit on the nose but Director Emerald Fennell has said that this is a vampire movie. So we should be looking at it through the lens of Dracula. In what way is it a vampire movie? (laughs) Because he he comes to the manor and drinks the blood of everyone inside. Leaves no survivors. He drinks one person's person's period blood. Well, I'm saying he, he consumes all their bodily fluids and kills them one by one. Okay. I mean, he's he's is vampire. I mean, he skulks around like a fucking vampire. Like whenever we see him, like alone, like skulking through the like field or the halls, he he has such a malevolent energy. Like he just is so devious and scheming, and the way he walks and moves is just like he really knows how to be just creepy and weird as fuck. And like, yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface of weirdness. But okay, anyway, it's the next day. Maybe- Maybe that's another reason why I was not particularly smitten with this film. Is I don't like vampire movies. So, <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, even... I think there's so many reasons to not like this movie and to like it. That's why I'm interested in it. I think it's very polarizing. I feel like vampires and pirates are kind of in like the same category for me. Like, I just don't fuck mm. with that. <laughs> okay. I mean, vampires <laughs> at least aren't real, but pirates are real and they are still a risk when you are sailing the seven seas i'm not talking about like currently people that board ships what's, I'm talking that, about, like, the... what's that tom hanks movie castaway Where he gets pirated no it's like i never watched it but i think there's one he did like captain phillips or something like captain <laughs> jack someone... sparrow is the type of pirate i'm talking about that okay like, that okay sort okay. of like our matey you know like i'm not <laughs> Ahoy, okay, Heather okay, Gay said in her memoir. Pirates aren't cool to you. Vampires aren't cool to you. Okay. I'll but, keep that in mind for future Halloween reasons. But um so Farley sees them in the garden doing their whatever it is they're up to. And he doesn't like it. He says, oh, You stupid little boy. And he runs over to Felix and tells him. And then Felix is really mad at his friend for hooking up with his sister. But Oliver's a gaslighting typical. queen, and he's mm-hmm. very good at he's very good at gaslighting, and the best qu- quickly spins a very believable lie that she made a move on him, but he gently pushed her away, and that was that. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, Felix eats it up. He's just like, God, what a little shit stirrer mm-hmm. that Folly is, and uh, 
evil pants says, but he entertains us all. That's why we love him. It's like, buddy, there's no we here. Okay. Delusion. Delusional. Or is it? Anyway. Um, Venetia, you know, tries the next day under the window, sprawls out, ready to get fucked, but he does not take the bait. Um, it was, it was a hard no for that. Nope. He's got to move on to the next prize. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the next day they have a big 30 person dinner and, oh, and we get a scene about how like Farley's mom can't pay her bills and he's like begging Felix, but Felix is being like, sorry, mate, you're cut off kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, they do karaoke by flow, they do low by flow rider. They're mm-hmm. so quirky. They're, they're not regular rich people. They're quirky rich people. And after the party, Oliver breaks a mirror. He goes on a little rampage. He breaks. He's so a mad mirror. because they made him do that karaoke song that was about being a rent boy. <laughs> yeah. And that was humiliating for him. But he mm-hmm. did he did at least throw one more hat into the ring <laughs> when Farley was like playing fuck Mary Kill with him in the portraits. And then he's like, or you could just fuck me. And Farley is speechless, gooped, gagged. Like he got him there. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, not, real... he's never afraid to throw it out there. Like, hey, wanna fuck? <laughs> he's a real wordsmith. Absolutely. <laughs> so he breaks a mirror and then wakes Farley up by climbing on top of him and yeah. getting down. I don't know really. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what the fuck? You're in the wrong room. And he's just like, am I? <laughs> yeah, he's he's on a mission to Dom every single he's last one of them. And he does. The shit mentally and physically out of everybody. Yes. Um, yeah. The yeah. So we actually- get a really uncomfortable hand job scene. Which I wasn't yeah. sure what we were actually watching under the blankets the first time I saw it, but now I, I guess it was just a bit of a dry to wet hand job. Dry to wet. Very, very vivid imagery here. Well, he can't painting, painting a picture. Are you going to behave? Are you going to behave? And yeah. He, <laughs> he did had to say hear him that. turn his answer from no to yes. <laughs> Clip that, as the kids say. <laughs> But the next day, Farley is in trouble for trying to steal something, allegedly. They are pissed because he he contacted the head of Sotheby's to try to auction off one of their fancy plates. But of course, didn't he know that the head of Sotheby's went to college with the dad? So mm-hmm. I'm going to raise it back to him. Mm-hmm. How could you? Yeah. How could you? Um, so they're talking shit on him by the pond and Elspeth sits down and is like, oh, it's too bad. We have to go to London for Pamela's funeral. And Oliver's like, Pamela died? She'd do anything for attention. <laughs> and now Oliver's disturbed because he's like, wait, if they don't care that their actual friends die, like, how long do I have to stay in this house? I'm going to have to really turn up my manipulation here. And... Um, he unfortunately gets locked out of the bathroom as well that morning. Um, Felix chooses to jerk off on his own with no watchers this time. So that's another huge blow, um, setting him up for the final blow, which is this birthday road trip that does not go according to plan. Mm-hmm. Felix is taking him on a little surprise, and he doesn't know where he's going until he sees signs for his 
little township and is panicking because he realizes that Felix is trying to reunite Oliver with his mother and he's like absolutely not. He told a lot of stories about how toxic and horrible she is and how he almost had to basically cut off contact with her. He's mourning his his dead dad. But a parent reveal, his parents are <laughs> very normal and lovely. Upper middle dad, class. Dad is boring. very much alive. Yeah, yeah, they fish, they garden, they make spaghetti. He has siblings. Sweaters he tied around. Only ch- yeah. Yeah. It's all a lie. And uh, Felix is predictably not fucking happy. Um, he insists they stay for the spag bowl, though. Does not disrespect Oliver's mother. <laughs> My God, I wanted <laughs> nice spaghetti boy. bolognese so bad I after know. seeing this. Ugh. I know. And a cake. I'm like, oh, what a nice thing to make for, for his birthday. Um, what a nice mommy and daddy he has. And it was wrong of him to lie on them like that and ignore them. Mm-hmm. It's psychopath behavior. But anyway. But Felix says that he wants him out, basically. He's pissed because he's lied about his whole identity. He is the British reality Von Tees <laughs> <laughs> from the Watchers of Salt Lake City. And he he's like, this is the part where this is... To, to make the comparison, this is the part where Heather starts to realize that they're selling fishy with Monica, but hadn't fully yet confirmed that this is reality Von Tees. But she knows <laughs> something's up. Yeah. For exactly. us, for us mush brain people who can only make analogies <laughs> to reality shows, that's what this is. And unfortunately, they already have a birthday party that night planned for Oliver. So he says, after the birthday party, like, we're going to do the birthday party. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to make it weird, but you got to get the fuck out of here after the party. Mm-hmm. And the party yeah. is very Midsummer Night's Dream, ornate, kind of like Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. sort of imagery. Yeah. And Oliver's got his little antlers on. It's giving yeah. Minotaur. It's giving Pan. Yes. It's giving demonic little fawn. And, um, yeah, he's kind of stalks Felix around. Felix is not trying to fuck with him. He's just, like, blowing rails and having sex with girls and doesn't just really want Blowing wanna... rails and having <laughs> sex and just doing it. He's just doing him. He's, he's just, just doing, doing him. His, he's, like, a moment to himself. And yeah. yeah. And, unfortunately, um, Oliver's bringing a lot of, you know, clinging energy. He does follow him to the center of the maze and is, like we'll laugh about this one day blah 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 you know like yeah i just gave you what you wanted it was another moment of being like was it the magic of harry potter or is this just british stuff like (laughs) because there's a lot of crazy maze things happening in harry potter but this maze was just as spooky there were no magic totally the labyrinth yeah Mm -hmm. i also heard emerald fennel said that this was kind of her take on like the shining scene like in the maze like well what if the killer did find the boy um so all we see is they just have a tense discussion where he's like i love you you're the only friend i ever had and i'm still the same person and you know it's giving desperado and uh felix is like i don't know what you are but i know you made my blood run cold like it's it's over like you and that's go. foreshadowing because his blood <laughs> did run cold because the next day Felix goes missing and he is found dead in the middle of the maze. Right where we left him. 
Now, mm-hmm. who could have been responsible for such a thing? <sighs> yeah, who done it? Nobody knows, but we do have our suspicions. And <laughs> I think this scene I probably enjoyed the most out of out of the whole thing of mm-hmm. the parents just being in absolute denial and the siblings are just pouring wine all over themselves mm-hmm. and bathed yeah. in the red glow of the curtains as the little gurney wheels the body by yeah it was good um and yeah. farley's freaking out and is like can i be excused and they're like none of us want your bloody american feelings <laughs> yeah well that's what i think i enjoyed it because i do like half my family is british and so i do i'm very familiar with this world of like little little waspy british unspoken mm-hmm. things um, i love it i love bottling things up honestly it's underrated and i'm serious too i know i could do with a lot more of that myself i'm like i think i could stand to keep a lot of things in but here i am oversharing i think a lot of us could i think a lot of us (laughs) non-wasps could just bottle it up sometimes just suppress it it's fine we're encouraged to let it out a little too much i think i know there's a line there's definitely a line but um once and once you try out a little stiff upper lip and just keeping calm and carrying on it's it's kind of it's kind of nice sometimes it hits it hits right um sometimes eventually that you might snap but like oh you will snap but just just if you need a little respite you know you need a little you want to switch it up sometimes you want to dissociate sometimes you want to suppress your feelings that's Mm -hmm. okay just you know yeah they're all throw that in the mix yeah so oliver accuses farley of providing the coke that killed felix which does not go over well um sir james cuts well because first farley first farley's questioning why the fuck Mm -hmm. oliver's still here yeah and then oliver's like well interesting you say that because hmm uh you were the one uh, handing out bumps left and right at the party yeah which really sets off the parents Mm -hmm. they do not like that um but they have to do their family tradition of throwing felix's stone in the pond and burying him on the property and uh yeah while he's freshly in the ground someone takes a little mm-hmm. it's very long... ed sheeran coded at this <laughs> moment because ed sheeran has a crypt in his property he has a, a morgue built for his future dead self and relatives yeah, I think if you have an estate, a sprawling estate property, like you're gonna bury on site. Like that's just the classic <laughs> thing to do. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, come on. If if you got like hundreds of acres, like why not? But anyway, that's true. So we do see him, our our main character, you know, sobbing on the grave, taking his shirt off to be closer, and then eventually he decides, you know what, I'm gonna stick it in. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna fuck this grave i'm gonna make sweet love to this grave and he does it gets all naked yeah he's he stops his sobbing enough to just just give a few a few humps i mean i will say like when people talk about a committed performance like this this is what they're talking about like he gives it to that mountain turn absolutely <laughs> he puts his whole bussy grave bussy <laughs> He gives it, and um, I've actually seen someone doing this in person. I will Wait. say that not a grave, but I have seen a man get naked and fuck a mud puddle at Shambhala before. I was, I was just about to say, was this a Shambhala? Yes, yeah. it was. 
was there hundreds of people around in broad daylight yep yeah was he naked he didn't care uh he was partially naked partially clothed Mm -hmm. yeah the weirdest shit i've ever seen in my life has been at chambola Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i just need to i'm sorry i need to circle back to ed sheeran for a second because it's not just that he's burying people on site it's that he's built like a full-on crypt like a structure a big structure yeah well the ground can get swampy and you don't want that i would love to be buried in a crypt okay on my property if i had enough money i would noted (laughs) i become wealthy and you tragically perish before me i'll yeah or i want to be buried loose with a tree planted on top of me okay those are like my top two yeah I, I honestly could care less i'm i was like oh you're like yeet me wherever you need to i was like i care so little i'm like i can go to like a med school for to be studied i, I don't really but did you I'm hear good. that story about um, i'm doing weird stuff no uh, yeah i mean <laughs> there's like this case about a woman who donated her body to science and then the son found out that it had been used by the army. It had been blown up in a in a trial of bombs. <laughs> no, no, no. That, this that's is, <laughs> this is neoliberal hell. That is neoliberal hell. I did I did date a redneck guy once whose his dead dad was put into bullets and shot off into like a va- empty va- into like a valley. Oh so like god um yeah Poor, i like care. squirrels in the valley just catching strays like yeah there's some psychopathic med students but i wouldn't care i'd be like whatever you know just okay you can you can poke them prod maybe it's my last little bit of getting attention <laughs> yeah um anyhow it's not about me or you um it's about this 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 gentleman this young man and his <laughs> this fine young man this fine young man fucking a grave and then he goes to the sister what's what's her what's her name venetia 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 and she's in the bathtub and they're yelling and fighting and then they're kissing Mm -hmm. it's 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 fraught it's it's tense you know she's starting to see that he is a fucking little freak i think she calls him that directly she's like you smell like him are you wearing his underwear too like why are you here you he's bring his cologne him. yeah he's he's yeah he's giving Which, that creep. would be so trippy yeah absolutely um and she calls him a moth he's done in this movie you're a moth drawn to the flame and you're but you're making your holes and everything and you're gonna eat us from the inside out and blah 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 so he he doesn't like this of course and now she's on the shit list um she we must do go. see everyone <laughs> must go mm-hmm. yep and yeah she uh dies in a bathtub full of blood um that's all we know for now at this point sir james is a mess and he's like oliver it's time to leave elspeth doesn't want you to leave but i don't think it's good for her or for us like we're trying to grieve in private and you're the only stranger left around these parts and like maybe you should just go and he's like i just don't see how i can go i can't leave her in this state and he's like all right pulls out a checkbook and he's just like tell me the number that's gonna make you leave and never come back magical words name me your price (laughs) exactly (laughs) what's it gonna take incredible Um, yeah amazing the ultimate power play and whatever the number is we never find out but we do see oliver skulking out the servants exit leaving 
leaving in the smoking area and walking his ass mm-hmm. down the down the driveway. But the don't count see... him out just yet. <laughs> nope, he's had a little glow up. He <laughs> has got his his self together. Um, years down the line, we mm-hmm. see him in a quaint little cafe. What more could go wrong? Yeah, he has seen the obituary for Sir James, so he knows he has passed, and he runs into Elspeth and is just like, my God, it's so good to see you. And she's like, same, like, you should come visit us at Saltburn. Like, I I don't like the way James treated you. He wasn't in his right mind. You forgive him? And he's like, of course. And he, you know he's a good actor because he can say, of course, but you can see and hear that it's like, no, I'll never fucking forgive him. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe I killed Sir James. We don't know. Yeah. He delivers that all in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah. we get my favorite piece of dialogue, which is, have you been happy? Not really. You? Not really. <laughs> you know, like, and then, well, might as well come up and visit. And Radical uh, honesty. And he does. Smash cut too. I can honestly say these last few months have been the happiest of my life. Such a shame you got so ill. And he's blowing his cig into Elspeth's breathing tube. Yeah. Dark. Clearly poisoned her. She's on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he pulls the plug. He fucking pulls it. <laughs> and just watches her struggle and then just puts her arms around him for a little last hug. Yeah. And then we yeah. find out that he has Monica Garcia the whole thing. He has... <laughs> He's Kaiser Sozade. This whole thing. We get a completely unnecessary flashback showing all of his saboteur behavior over the time, which, yeah, I mean, which we, we, we got it. it. We, we got it. We like, got that. Yeah. It was actually him who killed the brother. Like, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we know, know that. And it was him who, who put a hole in the bike tire at the beginning. And it was him who could have paid the bar tab, but pretended that he couldn't. And <laughs> It was him who sent the email to Sotheby's. And... <laughs> Although I didn't, one thing that I did appreciate, I didn't realize was that he was at, uh, he knew, was knowingly at a nearby cafe of the mom's new apartment. And they, they showed a scene where he's just writing gibberish on his laptop, just waiting for her to come in. That did make me laugh. Like, what if she peeked over and saw? Basically writing like pee pee poo poo. And it's just like, oh my God, I was just doing work in here. What are you doing here? Yeah. And of course he killed Venetia, the bathtub. He did it all. I think the only person he didn't kill was Sir James, possibly, and um, Pamela, who probably died from her Russian billionaire mobster boyfriend or whatever. But um, anyway, he's like, you all were spoiled dogs, sleeping belly up, and I gotcha. I gotcha good, and I will take care of Saltburn. Don't you worry. And yeah, and then he has his triumphant dance, his naked dick swinging. <laughs> snorting lines just in a way just sort of just fucking the whole house once and for all doming it (laughs) into oblivion okay yeah that that actually that makes a lot more sense because at this point i started to get irritated because i was like is he trying to imply that he owns the house now but i know i was trying to understand how he's even allowed to stay there because I'm like the prop, like this is where I got too literal. I was like the property taxes, you wouldn't be able to pay that. You don't just own something because you're staying somewhere and the family yeah, dies. Yeah, exactly. He stayed there and she died. Like he would have had to, you know, get into her will and all this stuff. And it's unlikely that that happened, but yeah. maybe it did. Just, 
you can't just like squatters rights at this palace Mm -hmm. no and also the staff's there but Mm -hmm. yeah the fees to maintain it i was like think about the logistics of this you don't own this place but he did get a little but him fucking the house one last time like that that makes more sense to me just being like well i mean the director said that he gets it at the end he's he's the last one standing and it's his and he's He's finally at home there, and I'm like, really? Okay, well, that's not how wills work or property transfer or. I mean, unless she like- willed it to him, like I don't know. There's no yeah. one left. The room's dead. I don't know, but um, I, just, I just feel like with that level of wealth, they have so many checks mm-hmm. and balances and like yeah. offshore b- bank accounts, and it's you definitely know, like, it stretches the mind past perhaps reasonable disbelief, like. It is stretching. It's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe the author intended us to make that leap. So mm-hmm. just to tie a bow on it. But there's a lot of really valid commentary. And I want to give a spotlight to some of these genius letterboxed reviewers. Um, what and is their a takes. letterboxed reviewer? Oh, my God. You don't have letterboxed? I love it. It's Wait, just like an app where you can... It's an app. Yeah, it's a website. It's an app where you review movies and like keep track of them and you make lists and people share. And it's just like a cool like it's kind of like IMDb, but cooler. And yeah, it's it's fun. I just um, the only movies I watch are the ones you force me to watch. So I'm you are my letterbox. Yeah, exactly. I will translate what you need to know and then force you mm-hmm. to do what you need to do. But I just want to share some of the some these uh, and, and full credit goes to these authors i did not write these but um <laughs> okay <clears throat> i'm just getting into character um fellas is it gay to fuck your homie's grave two manipulation irritation ejaculation three bisexual for the bag is crazy <laughs> one of my favorites killing of a sacred queer <laughs> um and then some people share their 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 gripes you know they're like okay the only meaning i could draw from this film was that oliver's a little freak which like fair i guess a movie can just be about a little freak question mark question mark wait the but your first those first three reviews i just feel like this is bringing it full circle for me saying that the pod basically is like those people being like Anne hathaway like Flying the mother plane to the world mother Surf center, nine point three, and the, cunt- the cuntagon. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Promising young man. <laughs> I also liked. Um, and then people, some people were furious. I would say there's some scathing reviews on here. Someone says uh, the only discernible takeaway is that wealth and beauty is something people really want. That's it. Um, here's one of someone who hates emerald fennel from the twisted mind who brought you maybe women are at fault for sexual assault and the cops will solve it comes a daring new venture the lower class are treacherous little ghouls who will tear apart the beautiful world you love um yeah if class class criticism you'd expect from rupert murdoch um actively evil regressive film uh, egregiously obvious filmmaking. Uh, credit to the worst in the game for making another fascist classic. <laughs> God, some I of mean, these are because she's a female director. Like men put out. I mean, crap. listen, there are some there are some fascist names in her work. I would say at the end of Promising Young Woman, the way the police come in and kind of are the like Deus Ex Machina, if you will. It's like just propaganda. Like, yeah, it's just like the cops have never solved anything. In fact. 
they've made all like rape cases worse like there's a lot of um literature on that of how they've bungled every single yeah so why even involve them in a in a case in a movie about uh rape but anyway make them heroic and yeah yeah um who asked for a british parasite from wish.com written by a private school educated oh. heiress to a jewelry fortune uh yeah too many scenes of people telling the main character you don't belong here or we're from different worlds uh yeah true um don't even get me started on a, the third rewrite pitiful attempt to add a dash of racial commentary to this whole mess you were not equipped to handle that miss fennel your last oh. movie ended with the cops saving the day how about we just stick to the white people for now so listen i wanted to give voice to these angry people because i do think they have valid points and then i also think you know that there there was some kind of getting being served or whatever <laughs> so I'm, a lot to I'm, chew on <laughs> a lot to chew on yeah and i'm glad to have seen those things from your perspective <laughs> i i lived and i learned today and i laughed and i loved <laughs> Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Bisexual for the bag. I, I stand. I dream. What? I wish. <laughs> That's like, it's truly okay. So you had me go down a mental journey and an exercise. Um, and safe to say that this was a fun little jaunt, but we're gonna return back to reality henceforth. Okay. Okay. Unless mother. there's another. <laughs> Okay, unless there's another like kind to get in film, like we'll return. <laughs> God, we're truly rotted yeah. in our brains. Back to our regularly scheduled programming yeah. next week. Like and subscribe. Oh, no, just wait and subscribe. <laughs> just just give us just give us five stars, whether we whether we're you at, think we deserve it or not. We're okay? at ninety nine reviews on Apple. Um, if you could make it a hundred, we could get to the triptage. That would be so nice like honestly not saying we deserve it or whatever we do no we absolutely deserve it i i don't know maybe people are mad at us after this episode but i don't if you have love in your heart left for us please give us our 100th review i am delusional i think we're hilarious and charming and it's free (laughs) so just give us a little five-star review i also maintain no one's taking me up on this offer but i have like if you work somewhere where i can leave a review like i will pretend to be a client of you because that's mm, fun. Yeah, Google reviews, we'll totally leave them. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I always take the survey when I have some like poor phone operator person like being like, and please let me know, like take the brief survey and you know, mm. they sound so stressed. I'm like, you're probably yeah. getting yelled at all day. Oh yeah. I'm just like it's so I'm desperate. Like, I know. Whether I care or not, I'm like, sure, five stars all around to them too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. And that's why karma is your girlfriend karma is your boyfriend and it's a cat and it's the guy on the chiefs coming right home to you oh my god (laughs) just strike me down now (laughs) yeah let's let's put ourselves out of our misery here yeah um bye guys we love you guys i love you This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.